back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket and ready to talk some NBA basketball. This was uh, quite interesting. Uh, the <laughs> We can't quite figure out what happened at Golden State practice, but we know there was a bit of a scuffle and a punch even thrown from Draymond Green at Jordan Poole. And, you know, when you, when you first hear the, the first name, obviously, Draymond Green, maybe you're not too surprised. Um, but that's not necessarily good. Jordan Poole, probably the best young asset on the Golden State Warriors, still on his rookie contract. So uh, looking to, to play a pretty good year and then heading toward his next free agency, restricted free agency, but, um, you know, really cash in. Uh, and maybe that was what the, the fight was about. It's hard really to get an idea. Uh, we don't really know at this point. Uh, Strick, I know you talked a little bit about this uh, with Rico and some of the fights that go down in training camp, but do you see this as alarming for Golden State at all, or is this kind of just what you get with Draymond and, and you kind of fight through these things through the regular season, but, um, you know, he's he's such an integral part to what they've done and that dynasty that they've built. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, this isn't something that isn't new. They've had a scuffle as of last year. They seem to have gotten together. They worked those, those, uh, those differences out and obviously had a tremendous season in which they uh, won a championship. Now, um, the thing about it is Jordan likes to chip. Jordan runs his mouth a little bit. He's a, he's a, you know, scrawny little dude and, and, you know, uh, talks, talks a big game. And again, I go back to when you, you could have went watched some of the summer league action where they have a really good summer league up in Seattle. And uh, he was really talking trash to Ben Carroll, right? Ben Carroll. So um, in talking, not only throwing balls at him and doing all, I mean, it was, it was outlandish. So I can imagine if I saw that, I could only imagine what he does in practice. Right. Yeah. And obviously Draymond, you know, probably took offense to it at some point and, you know, tried to humble him. Uh, Draymond tries to play the Oakley role and that's, that's the role he tries to play for that team. And uh, therefore you have a little scuffle this time. Draymond said, I'm, I'm hitting you with this two piece chicken wing as opposed to, you know, uh, just letting it pass. So I think they'll get it together. They'll work it out. Um, Jordan Poole, um, obviously the, the market has been set for Jordan Poole right now. If he has a, a, a wonderful season, Tyler Hero um, kind of set the market for, for these uh, next round of, of, of max type guys. Um, the thing is, is who's going to get it? Where is it going to come from? You know, if Draymond, act, if Draymond opts in, Unless you're going to go into super luxury tax, do you keep Jordan Poole? You know, obviously they're going to, they're, you know, he's restricted. So you're going to be able to make an offer sheet and somebody will probably be able to uh, match it or go better. So um, that, those are the things that's going to happen with this J, J, this uh, Jordan Poole. I mean, um, uh, uh, this pool situation. So uh, I'm, 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 I don't think it's going to mess up the chemistry, though. Yeah. I don't think it's going to, I don't think, I don't think it's going to matter because the core guys obviously is Draymond Thompson and Steph Curry. So that's the core and uh, Draymond's kind of waning now, but he still plays a tr- tremendous piece for that organization. And uh, the key to that organization is watching Weissman. 
yeah. watching what Wiseman's going to do. You know, they they still have um, um, uh, Wiggins too. Wiggins yeah. is one that's going to be be coming up. So they've got shut down Tatum in the finals. I mean, <laughs> they've got decisions. They got they got they've got a lot of decisions to make. So yeah, yeah, it's going to be. I still think they're they're a front runner in the West. Um, I know you love the Lakers. I just still don't think the Lakers, it matters what the Lakers are going to do. I just still don't think they're going to be that. Um, a team to kind of keep your eye on is probably, um, uh, you know, Phoenix will always be in the mix in some form or fashion. Uh, but then you also want to see what's going to happen with the Clippers. Oh, yeah. And now that they've going to have a full Kawhi Leonard and, and George type of situation, see what they're going to be able to do. Dallas is going to be somewhere around there. Uh, so we'll see. All right, let's get to the uh, the let's let's see let's put your GM hat here on uh, Strick, and we'll do a GM survey with you. We'll see if you can uh, think like the GMs do, uh, because they did a GM survey. The NBA does this every year, and I love it. Um, so we can kind of go through um, some of these uh, some of these uh, the, these questions and see if you think like the GMs think. So, okay, the first question was, which team will win the 2023 NBA Finals? For what it's worth, last year the GMs, 72% of them said the Brooklyn Nets. And they got swept. So the GMs aren't always right. But who do you think is the favorite among NBA circles and GM offices? So here's what I saw. I got a chance to see um, Giannis Atutokupo's uh, progression over the summer. Mm -hmm. Getting Middleton back, had they not lost Middleton, I think they were the most dangerous team. Middleton's going to be a free agent. He's He's playing for the bag. Again, not not the long term bag, but definitely that short term high high value bag. So I, I I think with them all together, with Giannis expanding his game because he's able to shoot it now, it, it's looking like it's getting a little bit more consistent. They become more dangerous to me than even the Celtics. Celtics with a little bit of the topsy turvy, they still have a great internal core of guys. Um, it seems as though when uh, Blake Griffin went over there, he said the chemistry internally and the guys and the embrace of them was 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 unique, even better than when he went to Brooklyn. So you can tell that there's still some chemistry there. Whether or not the coaching staff is going to be able to get it done or, or they're going to be able to still get through all the stuff that's going uh, with Ime Odoka, uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I think the Bucks, man. Oh, perfect. I said all that to say I think the Bucks. Well, that's a good guess because that's what the GMs went with. Forty-three percent uh, went with the Bucks, which was uh, pretty cool. It's it's very rare that the GMs don't choose overwhelmingly a prediction like they did with the Nets, but forty-three percent with the Bucks, twenty-five percent with the defending champs, the Warriors, twenty-one percent went to the Clippers, and eleven percent went to the Celtics. How about who will win the twenty twenty-three Kia MVP? Who do you think's the front runner for MVP? Whoo! Oh, I think it's between. Mm, I think it's between two players for me. Um, I'm gonna say, I don't think the Joker is gonna be in it again. He's got it twice. Um, I'm gonna look at Giannis, or um, Giannis, or I think I think you watch out for Luka Doncic. Well, watch out. Watch out. There it's you just, go. Let's throw him in the mix. It's going to be a toss-up between them two. I'm going to go 60-40 Giannis to Luka. 
Oh, I like what you're thinking. And actually, you got the names right. Uh, the uh, the GMs ultimately went with Luca, 48%, but uh, Giannis with 34%, uh, farly, you know, overshadowing the other guys. Joel Embiid came in fourth with uh, 14%. Uh, my favorite one is that they always ask the GMs is if you were starting a franchise today and could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? And of course, you know, that might kind of follow the MVP lines as well. But, uh, w- you know, which player would you choose? Uh, as the NBA looks today, yeah, I'm going with Giannis. Yeah, the GMs went with Giannis with as Giannis. well. Fifty-five percent Giannis, forty-five percent Doncic. That leads zero room for anybody else. So those are the true front runners, uh, which is uh, absolutely fascinating. Uh, just kind of looking through some of the other ones. Uh, best point guard in the NBA went to Steph Curry. Best shooting guard went to Devin Booker. Best small forward went to Kevin Durant. Power forward mm-hmm. went to Ante Tacumpo and center. Uh, went to Jokic. Um, best offseason moves actually went to the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, who uh, added mm. Donovan Mitchell to that core. So that'll be kind of fun to see uh, what happens there. Um, most underrated player acquisition was Malcolm Brogdon to Boston. I agree with that. Kind of forget I about agree that. With that. I think it's lost amongst the shuffle. I agree with that. Uh, most improved mm-hmm. team for the upcoming year. A lot of GMs believe the Clippers, probably just because of the return health of their two stars. Uh, most surprising move of the offseason went to Rudy Gobert to Minnesota. Probably not so surprising that it happened, but the, the hole that it overtook uh, to get there. Um, watch them. Watch Minnesota this oh, year. Oh, yeah. They put, they put all Minnesota. their marbles in. They're able, to, they're able to move now. So you're able to have Gobert. Obviously, you're not going to be able to spread the floor with him, but you're going to be able – it's okay because um, uh, big fella um, – Shoot. Cat, Carl Anthony One Towns. three point. Huh? Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns to be able to roam and do all of that stuff he likes. He's going to, he could turn into a Dirkish. Now, I'm not saying he's Dirk, but I, I'm saying just his ability to stretch the floor. That's where he wants to be. He acts like he wants to bang. He don't really want to bang, bang. You know, not with them centers, but he'll, he'll bang with fours. So his ability to do a little bit of both of that when Gobert goes to the bench. They've got a nice little thing going up there. I think the thing that's going to be uh, missed in this loss is going to be um, the loss uh, that Charlotte took with Bridges. Mm, yeah. I don't know where they go from that. Yeah, that's uh, that was one of their franchise players, so that's going to be kind of tough for yeah. them. Uh, as we look at the MG, uh, NBA GM survey, some of the questions that they responded to still, uh, best defensive player in the NBA, the reigning defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart did not get a vote among any GM. So that's kind of interesting, interesting. there. Giannis Antetokounmpo gets 48% of the vote. Uh, the the love for Marcus Smart was all on who is the best perimeter defender in the NBA because Marcus Smart uh, did en- edge out Drew Holiday uh, for that vote. Um, and then I wanted to get my love for uh, coaches in the coaching ranks. Who is the best head coach in the NBA? Who do you think got the vote this year? <laughs> is it my guy? Is it my guy T. Lou? It is not. Teron Luke comes in fifth. Uh, so then if it's not T. Lou, unfortunately, it's probably the one that just got axed for the suspension. Ime Udoka. <laughs> no. Actually, Eric Spolstra wins the uh, oh, wins wow. the vote for the second straight year. Spolstra has the respect of GMs around the league. Um this is the one that I like because it, it, it is uh which head coach makes the best in game adjustments? Hmm, that was a stumper for me. 
Well, and this is where the, the all the the old jokes about Tron Lu uh, and his little board, and it always just had a LeBron, you know, those little memes of LeBron Duncan. That was hilarious. <laughs> I, I can't, you know, that's it's obvious. Get LeBron the ball. Uh, but uh, there, from around the league, GMs respect Tron Lu. He actually won last year with 37% of the vote. What he did with the Clippers, minus their stars throughout much throughout the season, enhanced that. He's now up to 55% of the vote. Um, the most respected in-game adjustments among GMs uh, for the coach. So don't let anybody ever make fun of Tron Lou like that again. No, he's, <laughs> I guess so. No, we won't let him. He's like, he's not an X and O guy. He is that. He is that. So the GM so. Yeah, very cool stuff. Uh, there's uh, some other stuff in there. I'd encourage you, if you're an NBA fan, to go check out the GM survey. Always one of my uh, more fun uh, off-season uh, things to dive into. I, I just think I find it fascinating, especially who would you start uh, your roster with. I always think if you if you if you slide everything aside, who do you start with? And uh, Dantich and Antetokounmpo, the only two getting votes this year among NBA GMs. I, I find that very fascinating too. Maybe the the torch is being passed after all uh, from Lord. James to the next era, so we'll kind of see it there. Uh, Strick, I believe you, uh, you're probably going get, to gonna get busy, going to go and head out after this segment, but we've got one more segment of On the Block, but it's been a pleasure once again jumping on the block with you. Always a pleasure, Boxer. It's always good to see you, man. Thanks for joining us on the block, and uh, uh, keep going, man. Water cooler popping, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we got it rolling. I, and I'm on the captain every day. We've, uh, I have fun uh, away from the block, but uh, I'm sure glad I get to jump back on last week with Nate and this week with you. So I, I, I get to uh, yes, rub elbows with my friends again. So there we go. Well, yes, uh, have a good time, Strick, and uh, we'll be back right here on the block in a few minutes. <laughs> 